If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, hello. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. The first thing that I want to talk about today is a game that's not actually on the Switch, uh, but a lot of my friends have been talking about this game recently, and that's a game called Dead Cells. Uh, Dead Cells is a roguelike, they call it a, a Metroidvania, I believe. It's a, it's a roguelike and a Metroidvania-style game. Um, and if you don't know what those are, uh, a Metroidvania-style game basically involves you traversing the landscape of whatever world you're in, kind of zigzagging back and forth between different points on the world as you collect upgrades to allow you to visit new places or old places and use those new items there uh, in order to progress further in the game. And then a roguelike game, that's a game where it always starts off uh, randomized every single time. So you, you start the game, you're going to be playing it differently than the previous time you played it because the levels are completely um, randomized or procedurally generated. And right now, this is a game that's in early access on Steam. Uh, however, the developer has teased that there's a possibility of a Switch version. Now, um, if you don't uh, watch Spawn Wave on YouTube, you, you definitely should. He's got some pretty even... He's a pretty even-killed guy. He doesn't go nuts... Uh, with news announcements, and he, he tends to hold back and wait a little bit and and talk about things after the fact. Uh, I think he's a pretty good YouTuber. Anyway, um, Spawn Wave uh, asked Motion Twin. Motion Twin is the developer of the game, uh, and he asked on Twitter, he said, Dead Cells is awesome, exclamation point. Uh, At Motion Twin, any plans for a Switch relief? This game would be fun play, fun to play on the go. And then Motion Wave... Or Motion Twin, <laughs> Motion Wave. If you don't have that Twitter handle, somebody, you need to get it. Uh, but Motion Twin then responded at Spawn Wave Media. Uh, We're working on making that happen. We'll keep people posted. Now, that does not necessarily mean that they are, like, working on the game now. That could just mean that they're reaching out to Nintendo. Recently, we've heard of, and I can't actually think of the name of the game or the developer. I should have grabbed the link when I saw it but I didn't think of it at the time. Uh, but there was a developer who had tweeted recently, like they said, hey, we're trying to get our hands on a dev kit for our game so that we can make it for the Switch, and Nintendo is not uh, getting back to us. So if you guys could tweet at them or retweet this or like this or whatever on Twitter, it would really help us out. Um, because I guess Nintendo, I mean, there's been plenty of times... Uh, since the Switch came out, where indie developers have said that Nintendo is 
approaching indie developers in a very different way than they used to. They used to closely guard everything, and they kind of made it, uh, um, I guess the way I would say is an unfriendly place uh, to pitch your game. Uh, and that, that's just anecdotally what I've, what I've read on the internet. And if it's on the internet, you know, it's true, but that's beside the point. I've heard from developers since the switch came out, say things like this is a different Nintendo. It, they're making it much easier for, for us to get our job done. Uh, especially now that it's region free, there's not any, as many, uh, keys to pass. And I think that overall that is true. Now, that does not mean that every single developer is going to get a dev kit for the Switch. I guess that Nintendo is, you know, holding back on that stuff. And I think that if they don't, we might get some really bad shovelware on there. Now, hold your emails. I know that there is already some uh, some shovelware. Well, okay. I have not personally played the game. But Vroom, the witch broom riding game, that looks like shovelware to me. And my guess is it probably is shovelware. I don't know how that thing, like, I don't know what developer put that on there. I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. But I don't know what developer put that on there. And Nintendo needs to go there and say, oh, we would like our dev kit back, please. Here's your money back. Because that's just ridiculous that they would put... Like, that game looks like hot garbage on a stick. Don't get Vroom. Everybody who I've talked to has said that it's that it's really bad. Just looking at it, it looks like a pile of garbage. It looks really bad. Anyway, I have gotten off the point. I saw something shiny and got distracted. Dud Cells. Check it out. I think it looks really cool. It sucks that it's... Like, I wish the developers could just tell us because... I really want to buy this game. Like, I very much want to buy this game, like, right now. And I can't. Because I don't want to buy it twice. I've bought a lot of games twice. I've bought Minecraft, like, a thousand times, it feels like. But I don't want to buy this game twice. And so right now, I've got a lot to play. I've got plenty of games to play. So I'm just going to wait. And I will pick up Dead Cells when it comes to the Switch. Now... If enough time goes by, I'll probably just forget about it, which sucks. That's that's kind of how my mind works, though. I tend to forget about uh, things that I'm excited for uh, after a while if if I don't act on them. Here's an example. Uh, way back in the day, Diablo 1 totally destroyed my life. Like, I was playing that game nonstop. It was my job, it felt like. And then Blizzard announced Diablo 2. And it got delayed and delayed and delayed. Many, many times it got delayed. And then finally, I just kind of forgot about it. And I never played it. And then finally, Diablo 3 came out, or was coming out. And I was like, oh man, I wonder about Diablo 2. And so I never even bought Diablo 2. I ended up just watching the story on uh, on YouTube while I because I was excited for Diablo 3. So that's the kind of thing that can happen. So um, Dead Cells developer, uh, what are they called again? Motion Twin. I hope that they can say something soon because if they can, if they can just say, "Hey, we tried. We can't get it for the Switch." Okay, that's fine. I'll buy it right now. Or if they say, "Hey, we're going to be bringing it to the Switch, but we don't know when yet," then okay, that's fine. I will buy it as soon as it comes out. 
because the game looks really good. And if you've never played a, a roguelike, and if you've never played a Metroidvania game, then you are missing out on two of my very favorite genres. And the idea that you can take the two and put them together, that's a pretty interesting thing that they're doing. And here's why. A roguelike is procedurally generated. Metroidvania games, they're all about controlling where the player goes so that you have the best experience. So it's really weird to hear that they put those two things together. But apparently they did, and I am looking forward to it. Dead Cells! So it looks like we're going to get the very first third-party controllers for the Nintendo Switch, and they are controllers that have been around for a while. Uh, these are, and you can find the links to the Amazon page in the show notes. These are called the 8-Bit Do, or 8-Bit Do. I'm not sure how they want us, how, how they want us to pronounce it. The NES 30 and the SNES 30, and they are both wireless Bluetooth uh, controllers. Um, now, if you take a look at the, <clears throat> pardon me, if you take a look at the NES 30, that thing looks like uh, an abomination. It looks really awful. I've heard that it's actually pretty comfortable, but it looks like an absolute disaster. So basically what they did is they've they've made a, an, an NES controller, but it has uh, ABXY instead of just AB in a diamond formation. Uh, it also has L and R on there. Um, and then, it's really weird... <clears throat> I'm sorry about that cough. Uh, it's really weird. They it, it has it comes with a, uh, a a clip that goes on the back of it that you can set your phone in basically uh, to act as like a stand for your phone. I think that's really cool. It just looks really weird. Like I probably shouldn't have said it's an abomination, but it looks weird. All right. So then the SNES 30 uh, also looks really like this one looks like a straight up just wireless Super Nintendo. Uh, controller. Uh, the SNES 30 uh, is $34.99 on uh, Amazon Prime, and the NES 30, I just closed the window by accident, so I'm trying to open it back up. That's $34.99. If I, if I were you, uh, personally, and I'm not, but if I were, I would just get the SNES 30. You can use the SNES 30 on every game that you could use the NES 30 on. So unless you're looking for that classic feel for the uh, NES classic controller, unless you're looking for that uh, sharp corners to dig into your, the palm of your hands, unless you're looking for that, I would really go with the one that looks like a Super Nintendo controller. I mean, it looks really a lot like a Super Nintendo controller. And it's got four out of five, or four and a half out of five stars on... Um, I'm sorry, on uh, uh, Amazon. And I guess they've just done a firmware update, so it's going to work on the Switch. I'm excited for this. I mean, $34 is a little, is, is kind of pricey for a wireless, for, for a controller, but it is a wireless controller, which is great. It does have a built-in uh, 480 milliamp hour uh, battery, which is also very good. And... The thing that I like about it is that it's got the old school Nintendo D-pad, which I really, really like. When playing virtual console games, something like this is going to be something that I probably will want at my desk where I usually play when I'm streaming. However, it's not like I'm going to take these with me. 
I'm not going to throw this in my backpack. This is probably going to stay on my desk and I'll only use it when I'm or, or sit, you know, I'll probably only use it when I'm at the TV or at my desk. If I'm out and about, I will probably just use uh, the Joy-Cons. Um, I really don't have as big a problem with the Joy-Con or the, the I'm sorry, the, the quote-unquote D-pad on the Joy-Cons. I think that it's fine for just about everything, just about everything. Not everything, but quite a few things. I feel like it does a really good job, way better job than I thought that it would do. So if you are looking for a Bluetooth controller, um, keep in mind, you don't have to use these on the Switch. These are for wind, pretty much anything that uses Bluetooth. And that's why they're compa- they're going to be compatible with the Switch because the Switch just uses Bluetooth for the Joy-Cons. So there you go. Here's something that's pretty interesting. Uh, Three-player arms. That seems cool. So it's not just one-on-one. It's not just two-on-two, but 1v1v1. That sounds absolutely crazy. But it looks like it might be real. Uh, This comes from at arms underscore co-butter. And I, I... It's... It's in Japanese, so I can't read what it says. Actually, hold on. I'm looking at Twitter. Translate from Japanese. <laughs> okay, it says, City under siege for three and four people. The belly, but you can play. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, the it shows an animated GIF. Uh, it looks like of actual arms footage where we've got, it looks like Ribbon Girl versus it's going too fast and I can't pause it um the the lady with the hair who attacks with her hair and then they're fighting against trying to tell who that is it's like I said it's moving too much I can't get it to pause yeah I I can't tell who I it might be uh springman I'm not sure but anyway um this looks really good and it's also unexpected I did not expect that we would be able to play 1v1v1 absolutely cool imagine the the chaos that would be going around like whose side are you on you're throwing one punch at this person one punch at that person every t- single time some more or uh, more information comes out about arms i get more excited for that game i might be looking forward to that game more than any other game on the platform right now uh, that's not released yet. But we're going to find out more very, very soon. Uh, the game comes out on, shoot, was it June 16th, I think it was? Let me look it up. And I was right, it's June 16th. And that's really not that far off. It's I'm, I'm recording this on the 23rd, so that's one, two, three weeks. We're three weeks from playing ARMS. Man, I didn't realize how close E3 was. That's awesome. All right, let's talk about something else that's not going to surprise anyone. So Ubisoft, I mean, this is not a surprise to anybody who pays attention to Nintendo stuff because this is like the worst kept secret ever. Uh, But Ubisoft, or is it Ubisoft? I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Uh, They're making uh, a Mario RPG with their Rabbids, which Rabbids are from the, uh, the Rayman games. 
And here, uh, here's, uh, you know, follow the link in the show notes, but, but here's what is revealed. So first off, they call it the best of two worlds, and this is all leaked stuff. So this is rumor, but it's a pretty good looking leak. Like it looks very, um, almost official. But it says, best of two worlds, exploration, 35%. It says, four world environments to discover. Uh, you control Tutorio, uh, no direct control of the hero. So I guess you're, you're, uh, you're um, controlling. I could not get that word out of my mouth. Uh, you're controlling some robot rabbit or some, some of some, some kind. Uh, and you don't actually get to control Mario or Luigi or his friends. I think you call them in almost like they are Pokemon, I'm guessing. So, you know, you control the Pokemon trainer and then the Pokemon are the ones that are doing the fighting. My guess is that's how this game is going to work. It says puzzles and secret zones, twisted Mario, Twisted Mario's world full of Easter eggs. So it looks like we're in the Mushroom Kingdom, but it's uh, somehow changed and it's got lots of Easter eggs in it. And then it says turn-based combat, 65%. It's very weird the way that they're um, splitting this up. It's very odd. Uh, It says unique heroes, play styles, tactical options, using dash, team-ups, warp pipes, destructible covers. Um, I know when I was in the army, we called our hats covers. I don't think that that's what they mean though. I'm not sure what would they mean by destructible covers. That's weird. Upgradable slash collectible weapons, a uh, variety of combat objectives and contextual events, seven enemy archetypes and one boss mid boss per world. Oh, seven enemy archetypes plus a boss slash mini boss per world. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. So we're going to see lots of different enemies on there. And it says four world elements to discover. So it looks like we're going to have 28 enemies, um, four bosses, and four mini-bosses. That's kind of cool. Uh, and it does say multiplayer co-op. So that's, that's interesting. I don't know that I've ever played a turn-based RPG with multiplayer. Have I? I'm not sure. Um... And it says, a refreshing experience. It shows a picture of a rabid dressed as Peach. It says, a conservative universe, no more. Humor and self-mockery. This is weird. It says, turtle shelves, not shells, shelves, like I'm going to go put that on the shelf. All right, turtle shelves can do better. Weapons for the first time. So it shows Mario holding like some kind of arm cannon, kind of like um, kind of like uh, Mega Man. Uh, then it shows uh, Peach with a bazooka and says a distressed princess. So cliche. Self-defense kick-ass. It's really weird to see uh, the words kick-ass on a Nintendo theme product. Uh, and then it says timeline. June. Surprise at announcement. So, uh, well, not really a surprise anymore. At E3, we're going to get a reveal and apparently a hands-on. Uh, July, it says convince media slash gamers. Uh, with previews, uh, and then it says Gamescom. It looks like they're going to have something at Gamescom in August, and as well as reviews coming out in August. And I'm not sure if these are mock-ups or if, like, I don't know how the video game quote-unquote magazine world works, but they're showing three magazines, 
and they all have Mario Rabbids um, crossover covers, which tells me maybe this stuff is already done and they have this and like it's all ready to go to be released. I if if you're holding on to information for this long, it's more likely to get leaked. So I can see how like we've been waiting to hear about this Mario's Mario and Rabbids game for a long time. Um pretty surprising that they were able to hold the details for this long. Uh, then it says an epic roster, uh, eight playable characters with their own play styles and personality. Uh, they've got uh, a rabbit that's dressed like Yoshi. It says a crazy one. Uh, Peach with her bazooka, the badass princess. Uh, it's got a rabbit dressed as Luigi. It says the unstable, the unstable. Mario is the leader. Uh, sassy with no filter. That's the rabbit that's dressed as Princess Peach. It looks like Luigi has his vacuum. And by the way, the reason I'm just talking about this is because I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, so it looks like Luigi has his vacuum from the uh, the Luigi's Mansion games. Uh, Macho Man is a rabbit dressed up as Mario, and then the explosive head is Yoshi with a bazooka. I mean, you can't go wrong with Yoshi having a bazooka. Um, even if he misses, he could just grab the bullet, bring it back and shoot it again. Uh, then the last slide that we see, it says game ID, uh, it shows the, the cover, which is Mario with his bazooka, which looks kind of cool. Uh, and the title of the game is Mario plus rabbits plus rabbits kingdom battle. Uh, it says that it's a crazy combat adventure and the release date is August slash September, which Remember, I said this a while ago. I, I said that we're looking at a big game-shaped hole in September, so it looks like this might be the thing to uh, fill it in. Um, now, I did get uh, somebody... I, I Right before the show went live, I uh, or went live, right before I started recording, I asked you guys to tweet at me and let me know what you think about this, and I just got a tweet. I'm trying to bring it up. That's why I'm distracted. I just got a tweet. I'm clicking on it. It's loading. What does it say? My phone is three years old. It says get a new phone. That's what it says. Uh, and Noah at Dashy007, uh, he says Ubisoft has published some solid RPGs in the past, like Child of Light and South Park, which is why I'm confident. And that's actually a really good point. Um, you know, I... I may not care for South Park as a show, not because like I I just don't watch it. It's not like I hate it or anything. Uh, but I have been told by many people that the South Park Stick of Truth game is fantastic, and you know I even bought it and I'm going to uh, be playing it sometime in the future. Uh, I won't stream that game because it's just far too filthy, but. I played a little bit of it, and I was I I found myself laughing at it. I felt like it had good, um, uh, good mechanics, and I think that you know, <coughs> pardon me, sorry about that. I think that with Nintendo working together with Ubisoft, we could get a really good game here. Um, too many. These days, too many RPGs have gone the way of being only action. Like Final Fantasy XV, it's an action game. There's no turn-based about it. 
Uh, and I feel like it's good to get back to that turn-based style. We don't have enough of those these days. Uh, recently, I'm working on writing a review of Cosmic Star, Cos- yeah, Cosmic Star Heroine uh, for the PS4. And that's a really good game. It's turn-based, reminds me very much of uh, Chrono Trigger, which I've never finished, which I need to finish. Please don't throw things at me. I know that I need to finish that game. Please don't throw things. Um, but more and more games are moving away from the turn-based, and they, they feel like that if, they, if they're not constantly throwing action at us that we're going to get bored. And that sucks because there's a lot of really good turn-based games in the past, like Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. I'm not saying that Fallout 3 and New Vegas and Fallout 4 aren't good games, but it feels like we are missing out on the pedigree that jrpg pedigree that we've had a long time ago um super nintendo just messaged me on discord he says i'm not sure if i'm too late but here are my thoughts on marbio 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 on mario and rabbits uh mario and rabbits has got to be one of the worst kept secrets going into this year's e3 he's totally right about that like everybody knew it was coming uh well Everybody thinks that it's coming. We're not positive yet. Uh, it says, based on the leaked slides, you don't actually control any of the Rabbids or the Mario and the gang. That's an odd choice, but I generally liked most of the Ubisoft games I play. I'll go ahead and give them a chance to show off the game and see how it plays. My question to you becomes, will this lead to Rabbids or Rayman in the next Smash or maybe DLC drivers in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Thank you, Super Nintendo. Um, man, do we think that it's possible that, that we get Rayman or the Rabbids? I don't think that we would get Rabbids in, uh, like they're not really characters. They're all kind of, they are essentially, and I have not played the Rabbids games, but just looking at them, they immediately call to mind the minions from the, the, um, Despicable Me movie. Like, they don't have individual personality of their own. And I know that, that like, in the Minions movie, they were supposed to. But they all felt the same to me. And the Rabbids, to me, seem to all feel the same as well. There's not enough to distinguish them other than, like, one of them's wearing a Luigi costume. And one of them's wearing a Yoshi costume. So, uh, like, visually, you can't really distinguish them from each other. So, maybe, I mean, I don't think that we're going to see a bunch of multiple rabbits in any Nintendo game. But I wouldn't mind seeing Rayman in, in uh, a Smash DLC when we get Smash for the Switch. And damn it, we better get that soon because I want to play it. Um, and I could definitely see them giving Rayman or the rabbits. You know, here's what you do. If they bring out rabbits to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and then you can just change the skin. It just changes what suit they're wearing. Kind of like how the Miis can wear the different um, the different outfits in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. By the way, the Pac-Man outfit is the best, without a doubt. Um, that's really great. It shows Pac-Man on the back of the helmet actually chomping, which is really cool. But that's a great question, Super Nintendad. Uh, I'm going to leave that question out to you guys. I want to know what you guys think. Do you want to see Rayman or his uh, rabid friends... Uh, as DLC for Smash Brothers or for uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or do you want them to be left out? 
Um, are you excited about the um, Kingdom uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle? Um, knowing that it's a turn-based RPG uh, from Ubisoft, or are you disappointed that we're getting it? I, I I will say one thing. I wish that it didn't get spoiled. I wish that somebody had had been able to keep a lid on it, so that when when Nintendo unveil or Ubisoft when they unveil it at E3. Like, we would all have been, what? I can't believe that this is happening. Whereas when they finally unveil it at E3, what is instead is going to happen is a bunch of snark about how they didn't keep the secret. And that's going to be in every article. Oh, look, nobody's surprised here. I almost feel like Nintendo would be better off just announcing it now. Just come out and say it now. Uh, get rid of the quote-unquote surprise. Uh, just put out a press release. Hey, this game's coming. And that would avoid all of the snark that would come at E3, uh, which would just detract from their message. Anyway, so there you go. I I didn't want to bury the lead, but I wanted to give I wanted to start recording and give people a, a chance to uh, to send their their messages in. So thank you very much to uh, Super Nintendo for messaging me, excuse me, on Discord, and to Noah uh, at Dashy 7 uh, for messaging me on Twitter. Um, if you guys want to get a hold of me and um, let me know about any stories that I missed, there's a lots of ways that you can do that. You can send a message to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just use the subject line switchcraft. You can get a hold of me on Discord, just like Super Nintendo did. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can message me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. You can leave a voicemail, 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. We'll play it on the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can buy uh, Nintendo-themed fabric uh, creations that my wife makes at our Etsy shop. Uh, You can use the Amazon affiliate link to buy whatever it is that you buy from Amazon. doesn't cost you a dime, and I get some bonus cash for it. helps me put out more content uh, through Switchcraft, or you can join our Patreon. Uh, links to all of those things can be found at uh, runjumpstomp.com support. Thanks so much, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.